Join. Converse. Inspire. JCI Canada is part of a global movement of enterprising young leaders that take local action to create global impact. We believe you have the power to change the world. So what are you waiting for? Welcome to the JCI Canada podcast. I am your host, Jen Senkar, a recovered lawyer turned manager, speaker, trainer, and coach. This is where I will introduce you to experts and JCI members who will share their knowledge and stories on topics you need to know about. My goal is to share practical tips and strategies to inspire and empower you to become the leader you are meant to be so you can create positive impact in your JCI organization, workplace, and community. Over the next 11 days, we will be featuring the interviews of the Outstanding Global Women Award winners. The Outstanding Global Women Awards program was created by JCI Canada President Yvette Ashiri. The award recognizes the work and achievement of female leaders who lead with a level of dedication that exceeds expectation and who have made outstanding contributions to their JCI organization and community for the advancement of women's rights, inclusion, and equality. These outstanding women from around the world will be recognized on September 10th during the virtual JCI Canada National Convention. I hope you'll be inspired by President Yvette's interview of Stephanie Woolard, a social entrepreneur and UN award winner for responsible business. Stephanie is the founder of Seven Women in Hands-On Development Tours, which economically empowers marginalized women through education, skills training, and income generation, while creating meaningful travel experiences to inspire people to make a difference. Welcome to the Outstanding Global Women Award 2021. My name is Yvette Ashiri, JCI Canada National President. JCI is a worldwide organization of young, active citizens. Together, we take action, we communicate, and we live to create impact in our communities. Today, I have the greatest honor to be with Stephanie Woolard, OAM, all the way from Melbourne, Australia. Stephanie, welcome. Thanks, Yvette. Awesome to be here. It is uh, so amazing. Thank you for taking this time, Stephanie. Stephanie, first of all, I would like to ask you, what was your reaction when you heard that you were nominated? Um, it, it, I mean, it's an amazing award to have, and I was very humbled to know that I'd been nominated by a few people that I met in Estonia, actually, uh, a few years ago through JCI. And uh, it's, I think it's in, an incredible feeling to have someone else believe in you and see what you're doing is worthy of being awarded. So I'm very grateful. Wonderful, Stephanie, and you deserve it. Uh, I mean, I've been reading about you and it's just, you are amazing. You are just amazing. So congratulations again. Um, you have such a journey um, in this organization. You are a TOYP honorary as well. Can you uh, tell us um, about that day and uh, how did everything happen? Oh my God, that, that was absolutely incredible. So the OAM that you can see after my name is actually the Order of Australia. So that was an award that I, was, I received, I think, um, three years ago now. And one of the women who had been involved in the Order of Australia Association, which is basically like an OBE. So it's the highest award that you can get in Australia. It's like the um, award in England. And I was absolutely blown away with that. And a woman who had also been awarded through that association 
was a member of JCI and nominated me for the TOYP or suggested that the JCI group in, in Melbourne would. And I'd never heard about JCI at that stage and I thought what an incredible organisation, you know, with what I saw that it was a global organisation of young people that were really interested in making a difference. And so I caught up with a local chapter in Melbourne and caught up with a girl called Jess who was absolutely beautiful and she was asking me a few questions about seven women and what the work that I'd been doing. And then uh, later on, to you know, such a surprise that I'd been awarded because there were some incredible other people that had also been nominated to um, fly to Estonia and participate in the JCI Global Conference, which was absolutely... Uh, when I was on the plane over there, I remember speaking to, uh, to the Susie, who was the local the local JCI member here, and just saying, you know, I've got no idea what to expect. So I thought it was going to be... <laughs> an awards ceremony and then, you know, hop on the plane and come back to Melbourne. But when I was there, it was just like, oh, my God, you know, like <laughs> every night and all of these incredible people from all over the world that I met. And that was just unbelievably valuable. And, you know, I'm sure everyone watching this, you know, feels this because you've probably been involved a lot longer than me, but just feeling like the world's a small place and that you have friends all over the world. I've stayed in touch with so many people that I met during that, um, during that conference. That is true and that is so amazing. And, you know, talking about friends all around the world, I have just, there is, the, <laughs> you're from Australia and my daughters and I, we, there's um, there's a show that we we love to watch and it's from Australia and last time when you know we were together and she, I was like guess who I am I am with someone from Australia and she was like all excited <laughs> and it's just you know um, the, the the feeling of being connected from you know all around the world that is amazing but uh, you are. Um, you do so many things, and I would like to know more about Seven Women. So you have you're the founder of Seven Women, and you um, you also um, I, I also read about hands-on development, Seven Continents. Tell us more about Seven Women and what is it exactly that you do. Sure. So when I was, and I see this in a lot of young people and lots of people in general, but especially young people, that burning desire to make a difference. So I had that very much so when I was younger and leaving high school and I just wanted to get out there and, and see the world and really experience the world and, and understand how I could best make a difference in my future, you know, after learning about poverty and, and that sort of thing at high school. Um, so I signed up for a three-month trip to Nepal through an organisation called the Duke of Edinburgh and it was really my first experience of seeing poverty that was so in your face in, in society, on the streets, very kind of confronting as someone who, you know, grew up in Australia. And I just remember that feeling paired with the incredibly inspiring generosity, that spirit of generosity that the people had in Nepal and I was totally moved and inspired by this experience and uh, I was asked to then come back as a co-leader for groups of architects from Australia to Nepal who had kind of designed different schools and kindergartens to help the locals build in their remote 
villages. And so I went back to Nepal on that trip and it was very interesting because there was we didn't really have translators to help us kind of communicate with the locals. So that really sparked my curiosity uh, about, you know, how do foreign people that want to make a difference in a country create real and lasting change with the people? So I went mm. back to Kathmandu, the, the main city, and I um, visited lots of different NGOs and, and charities, anyone that would have me, I would visit them, to what really just a burning desire to understand how do people become empowered and how does that change be created and saw very quickly that the ones that were building capacity and skills were having incredible impacts and long-term and the ones that were just giving stuff, you know, for free were kind of creating that dependency. So it was on one of the last days in Nepal that I came across, uh, I was walking down the tiny back streets in Nepal, the, the group had gone back to Melbourne and I stayed on for a couple of weeks and I saw this very physically disabled woman who was walking in front of me down this tiny dusty laneway and she kind of turned into this tiny tin shed and I poked my head around being very curious and there were six other women with physical disabilities who were uh, basically operating and living out of this tiny freezing dirty tin shed and it was, I mean, that's how Seven Women started. There was one of these women who spoke broken English. Her name was Sangeeta. And I said, you know, hi, you know, what, what are you guys doing in here? And Sangeeta, they were making these candles for the local market out of this ancient-looking stainless steel candle maker and pouring the hot wax, you know, in that was on the fire in the big pan. And um, Sangeeta said, we're making candles to sell in the local market because of the electricity cuts in Nepal and everyone needed to buy candles. But she said, because we're all physically disabled, no one will buy them from us because there's a belief in Nepal that if you're disabled in this life, you were evil in a past life. And so that's really, I mean, that fact alone, the fact that these beautiful, incredible women who were wanting to make a go at their lives were limited by the beliefs that society held was just like, oh, my God, I want to, you know, how do I help in this situation? So um, that's that's kind of how Seven Women started. I went to the nearest internet cafe and I called Mum, who was back in Australia, and I said, Mum, I'm, you know, obviously coming home in a few days. I've got $200 left. Do you think I can make a difference with that $200? And Mum said, you know, go for it. You'll be able to make some sort of a difference. So that encouragement gave me the the courage to kind of go back there and say let's let's do something and we paid for two trainers that came to train the women in skills of making you know product local products out of knitted wool and things like that mm -hmm. and that started um our manufacturing business which years later has employed hundreds of women and we've been able to wholesale the products to all over the world. So um, that's kind of what Seven Women is today and that's how it started and it's it's a manufacturing business, a cooking school and a guest house and that generates income to do outreach and scholarships and things in the villages. This is uh, just, uh, you know, I'm very moved by, by your story because you saw a need and you did not hesitate to uh, to reach out, you know, to 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 help. And there's something that you said: the best way to help is to empower women through trade, nor aid. 
the last uh, decade, you have been helping over five 5,000 disabled and marginalized women in Nepal. Uh, this is um, amazing, really amazing. And so what is it about the seven, the number seven? Because I, I, I hear seven women, uh, seven continents. Is there something particular? Seven is my favorite number. I was born on a seven. So is there something particular? Seven, well, you probably know more about seven than me, but seven is a magical number. It's a, a God number, apparently. And it's it's like wherever I see the number seven and in multiple forms as well, It's there's a lot of magic there and a lot of energy. I believe that too. I believe that too. <laughs> Amazing. You also have a podcast, Connecting uh, Other Humanists or uh, people who are also making the difference in the world, right? Tell me more about it. So the podcast is called Inspiring Humans and we've had people from all over the world sharing what they're doing and I really wanted to be able to interview people that are living inspired lives and in the process inspiring others because, you know, when I started Seven Women and when I was young, I wanted to be able to make a difference and you know, improve the world. And I was focused kind of on helping the women and, and helping others and making a difference in that way. And, and that's fantastic. But I've also realised that actually it starts with us individually living our passion because when we're, and, and I was doing that through Seven Women because I was so excited about what we were able to create with those women and what the women have been able to create, you know, that ripple effect of helping others so I I believe that you know when people follow their passion and purpose that is their life path you know the path becomes visible step by step but it needs to you know that first step is probably the most important to follow that curiosity and follow those inspired ideas so I wanted to be able to um, interview people that have taken that path you know the path less traveled and capture you know, they're fantastic energy because I think when someone is living on purpose and I think we all have different paths, um, that, that the energy that comes from you is transformative for others and can inspire others. That is so true. And most of the time when you do something that you are passionate about, it's done so naturally. And I, I read somewhere that if you really want to change the world, start by finding what is your passion? What is your purpose? And go for it. And exactly. uh, definitely we need uh, the inspiration. We need the positive energy to, uh, in order to inspire others. And you are one of the people among in this world making the difference. And I'm so, uh, so happy to speak with you today. So why is it so important to you? We're talking about empowerment, um, you know, also advancing uh, gender equality why is it so important to you to empower women so I think personally I just came across those women in the tin shed that day and thought you know the injustice launched me into action so I at that stage didn't really you know have a passion particularly for empowering women in Nepal but it's just that life situation that brought me there and so I actually you know, I do believe empowerment of women is super important because of some of the imbalances, but more than that, and, you know, we hear every International Women's Day different people sharing, you know, the message of empowering women, but actually I think it's about 
drawing out everybody's human potential, whether they're men or women, men drawing out women's potential, women drawing out men's potential. And if we were all fulfilling our function as humans and living our passion and being good humans to each other, then, you know, gender inequality wouldn't be in existence anyway. So, um, and I love what you just mentioned before about when you are living your passion, it's effortless because, you know, I feel like sometimes in life you can be trying to do something because of, you know, society thinks it's good or, you know, all this conditioning and it, it doesn't really resonate or it's not in alignment with who you are or what you're lit up by. And I think that can waste a lot of energy and it can dull someone's energy down. Whereas if you align with that life force and the pattern for your life, it does become effortless. It's like you're riding, you know, with the flow and you yes. get that state of flow. That is true. And how do you yourself keep your your own motivation? Uh, how What keeps you going? Because life, you know, has its ups and downs. There are so many challenges and right now we are... Uh, in the middle of this pandemic, how do you keep yourself motivated? Well, I think for me it's um, being around good people. I think people are the thing that lights me up in the world. So in Estonia, for example, we were able, we were allowed to bring a friend along to the award ceremony and I asked a friend in Scotland, do you want to come? You know, And she'd never experienced anything like it either. And I remember her saying to me, I do not know how you've been up till 4 or 5 a.m. every morning and you're so full of energy. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you know, the, the, every night there's like a big party at another bar and you get to meet all yes. these And yes. I was like, I literally, I seriously wasn't tired at all and um, I just, I was so lit up by, <laughs> you know, couldn't go on for like forever like that. But uh, I came back to Australia and I was like exhausted for about a week. <laughs> but I <laughs> You know, I know that's what gives me energy in life, being around good people, being inspired. And so, you know, the more, because I know that, I, I make sure that I am surrounded by good people. And even, you know, the challenging times when I started Seven Women and because it was super challenging working in an environment like Nepal, you know, it's super, it's so different, different language, uh, so many things that I didn't foresee when I started the charity. But I think I would kind of put it down to, um, you know, faith and asking. I think when your goal is greater than yourself and you, you know, ask for help, whether it's through prayer or just put it out there, you know, and see it Mm -hmm. done, that it resolves itself, then it actually happens. And there's been so many miracles that have happened like that, you know, when you kind of ask for help because I believe the the goal, you know, is greater than oneself. It was for the greater good. Definitely. So that's kind of, you know, those those mini miracles and um, the magic of life kind of boosted me to get through that challenge. Wow, this is beautiful, and I I can only, you know, uh, join you in that because I really believe that we are all, you know, everything is is connected and. The, our purpose is not to live just for ourselves, but it's really to to share whatever we have uh, with humanity, with you know someone else who needs it, and just to complete each other because uh, that's what life is about. I mean, it's uh, that's where lies the the beauty of it. So um, yeah, wow. <laughs> and um, you are also an author, a producer. You do so many things. <laughs> Where do you find that time? So 
Yeah, well, I, I wrote my book after we were awarded um, at the, the Responsible Business Award at the United Nations in 2016. So this is another thing. I never, ever saw awards being part of Seven at the beginning. It was just about providing the basic needs for these seven women. I never, I, I didn't even know if it would grow into anything. I just wanted to help these seven women. And I think life has just taken me on the most epic journey through that. And I see... Yeah, I see awards as incredible gifts to, you know, for a bigger platform to share the positive message with more people. Mm -hmm. So after I went to the UN, took my mum and she absolutely loved it. I got to bring somebody and that award happened. I was super inspired by um, that experience and I got home and I thought, I, I want to write a book and kind of document the journey and all the challenges, you know, not just the positive parts for others that might want to launch into a passion but just you know what not sure how to take the first step so that's what motivated me to kind of write the book and it's called from a tin shed to the united nations how every one of us can make a difference so that's been quite amazing because i've taken those books around with me around to the different conferences that I've speak, spoken at around the world and we've sold over 7,000, the number seven again, um, yeah. of those books, which is um, is quite incredible. So, again, like the, I, I'm not saying this to kind of boast, but I think you get extra support when you're on the right track and when you're living your passion because I never imagined being able to um, write a book be awarded at the UN or sell over 7,000 books. And um, I just think that's kind of quite extraordinary. And then the, the producer of the documentary, we had a girl come to Nepal with us on one of our tours. So I had a tour company where I was taking high school students and university students and fundraising trips over to Nepal. And we were actually going to do a JCI one before uh, this, you know, travel hmm. stopped. Yeah. So and um and so a girl came over and wanted to make a documentary of the travel. So that's where the producer title comes in. I was, I helped her in a small way create that documentary, and now we've got a fantastic you know resource to share with others of the work in Nepal. Oh, amazing! So you are still active with JCI since your YP. What um is your memorable or most wide souvenir? Uh, probably the TYP, I imagine. But and what is the message that you you will convey to the younger generation, the younger women? Uh, so my best memories are absolutely the people that I met when I was in Estonia. It was unbelievable, and I could yeah I could name about 20 of them they were just so I'm still in touch with them now and that's the greatest gift ever to have friends like that and um and then last year fantastic memories of being president of the Melbourne board especially during you know what's happened in the last 12 months and we had I think there were seven of us just who had never met before who came together to create this new club or reinvent a club that was already there mm -hmm. and uh it was my I was still getting to know JCI actually but we had a vision to create a summit for three days of people from seven different countries, uh, again, the number seven, um, and that, that could share their experience in leadership in JCI, mm -hmm. all different levels of leadership. So we had, you know, a, a incredible people from Iran, Syria, Monte Carlo, Indonesia. You know, I had a friend who just joined JCI, so people at different levels 
And we had um, President Itai, which was incredible. Um, yeah, wow. Who spoke too. So that that was uh, a fantastic memory to bring all those people together and to showcase, you know, the different experiences through JCI across the continents. Amazing. This is um, this is awesome. I'm just so filled with uh, all that you are sharing. I would like to remind to remind everyone that I am here with Stephanie Woolard, OAM, honorary from the Outstanding Global Women Award uh, introduced by JCI Canada on March 8th to recognize the outstanding work of amazing women within the organization and the community work uh, that they do extraordinarily. And uh, really, Stephanie, it was such a pleasure to, to, to welcome you today. Again, congratulations. Thank you for all that you do, all that you are. Uh, the humanity is so much, so much beautiful with you in it. Thank you so much. And just a special thank you to uh, Crispin as well, who was one of those people that I met in Estonia who made such a difference to my experience. You know, I met, I met him, I think, on the first or second day, and it just made me really understand what the organisation was about and, you know, full of people like him who were just so welcoming, so amazing friends to have. So thank you, you know, for being that person that... Um, set the experience up in Estonia to be incredible. Welcome. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you for listening to this episode featuring Outstanding Global Women Award winner, Stephanie Woolard. The full video interview can be seen on the JCA Canada YouTube channel. Share with your friends who are just like you, committed to becoming better leaders and who could benefit from hearing our inspirational message. Also, be sure to tag or DM us on Instagram at JCI Canada to join our community there. If you're looking to develop your leadership skills and to become a change maker in your community, please visit our website at jcicanada.com to learn more about becoming a JCI member. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, service to humanity is the best work of life.